Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to the Shrink Think Podcast. Today, we've got a fun episode. Well, maybe a a, a snoozy episode. It's fun, but also snoozy. If you like to stay in bed and sleep, then this episode is for you. Or if you have trouble sleeping, <laughs> this episode is for you. Because as you've noticed, it's all about sleep. We're going to be talking about sleep habits as it relates to sleep and the correlation with your mental health, like your well-being, your relationships, your ability to function in life. So um, it's interesting. This is the a topic that a lot of people don't really understand or or they're not really aware of the connection between the two they'll say like oh yeah i mean i get a decent amount of sleep or i have these kind of this kind of sleep hygiene or whatever um but then they'll say like they have all these other issues and they don't really see the connection between the two like oh yeah i probably should get more sleep or whatever um but when people actually do adopt some of these changes and employ some of these skills for themselves they see a lot of significant changes in their their well-being, their relationships. And so that's what we want to talk about today to equip you with that information. But before we do, Nathan. What should I say? Should I tell them about going to review us? Where? Where I think what? maybe Apple Podcast Store. What I about think? Spotify? Spotify does a thing now. You Maybe. just taught me that the last episode. Amazing. That you should go and get you should give us stars. Okay, I'm going to be right back. You finish this and I'll, <laughs> right. I'll head over and put the stars in. Yeah. You know, the originally re- reason why we started this podcast was was the fact that we would realize how um, we were saying some of the same things, you know? And so we would get that information out there and then we kind of hoped that it would actually land. Like, I really hope this actually is helpful. And um, we started getting all this feedback that like, man, one guy was like, where were you at 10 years ago when my life was way worse anyway? And so um, they were like, oh, cool, this is helpful. Well, it turns out the only way for this to continue to be helpful to others is if you review it. Because if not, the logarithms just don't pick us up. So anyway, that's the pitch. Five stars. I mean, if you want to give five stars, that's fine. Um, and either one of those places. So yeah, but... Moving on to sleep deprivation, of which I sound like I may have right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So. How much sleep did you get last night? I don't actually know. I actually track my uh, sleep with a Fitbit. Um, I get I, I only wear my Fitbit watch because I want to know <laughs> right. how many steps during the day and what my sleep was like. I love that sleep score thing. I, <laughs> right. I, I love it. Yes, I got in the 90s. This <laughs> that's not me. happened. Uh, right. not, that's not happened. Ever. It seems um, like no matter how well I sleep, I'm like, wow, that was like the best sleep of my life. It's like 78. I'm like, what? That's terrible. And then a night where I'm like, ah, oh, that was okay. I'm still kind of tired and whatever. It's like 87. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I don't get it. 87? And you're tired? Yeah. You I don't, shouldn't be tired with that. I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, that should not be happening. No, well, we wanted to talk about this because and this is kind of the lame thing, right? Because some of you guys are out there like, oh, great. 
already know about this. I'm supposed to get eight hours of sleep, you know, like, and, and I don't care because it's more fun to stay up. And, <laughs> right. Or, oh, look, you guys get sleep. Shut up. I don't ever get sleep. I am sleep deprived. You know, like, OK, well, all right. We're talking to all of you guys. Hopefully we can give you some ideas to, like, make things a little bit easier. The first thing I would say that I don't obey myself very well. I try to, but do you realize that you actually, in order to d- develop a good circadian rhythm, that means like all the stuff that's going on in your body that makes your body everything from going to the bathroom to sleeping to uh, the cycle of hormones in the body. Metabolism. All, yeah, mm-hmm. all of it. You actually have to go to bed at the same time every single night and get up at the same time every single day. And if you do that, you may be screwing your weekends over. Like, which is why they're like, no, I like to get, I like to get more sleep on a Saturday. Okay. Uh, Technically speaking, you should be getting up at the same time, but it's funner to go out on a Friday night. I know. And I'm ruining all that right now. (laughs) It's going away. So good thing you already went to the uh, Spotify and Apple (laughs) podcast or rated us. You can't can't revoke your five stars now. (laughs) I hope that they can't. So at any rate, um, so that's kind of the first thing. The, The other thing is that really there's only two things that should happen in bed. One of them is sleeping. And the other one is actually not reading. And it's not. Playing on your phone or playing video games or watching movies. You shouldn't even, you really shouldn't even have a TV in your room, actually. Um, Falling asleep to a TV doesn't actually, is not very good for you. So as far as like this whole thing that we're talking about, yes, we're talking about sleep deprivation, but the other piece of this is sleep hygiene, which is like just how you take care of your sleep. Um, I've, it's funny because the older that you get, it's kind of like a, um, not like a chicken and egg thing of what comes first, the chicken or the egg when it comes to depression and also to age. So it's like, if you are depressed, are you depressed? Because what happens when you get depressed is you end up typically sleeping more. Right. But the question is, were you sleeping more and then became depressed or were you depressed and sleeping more? And then in the matter of aging, we we essentially what's happening when you when you sleep is your body is replenishing you it's um, getting rid of stuff it doesn't need and is growing stuff that it needs so what happens if you don't get enough sleep is you don't grow the stuff that you need and you just lose stuff just stuff just dies and it's it's literally called oxidation so if you think of rust and your car is rusting we are rusting to death right so So apply that to aging. If you notice, like people that get older, they sleep less. So are they sleeping less and that's making them age? Or did they (laughs) did they age and then now they're sleeping less? (laughs) Like this is a whole this is a whole thing. I had a person the other day tell me, like, I'm a person who only needs three to four hours a night to sleep. And this person's like probably pushing 70. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm not arguing with this dude. Like, I I mean. I don't even like, there's no way I'm going to change this old dude's sleeping pattern. That's not happening. He seems pretty with it, you know, and it's probably true. He probably, um, goes to bed, you know, like 
and then <laughs> dies a little more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's so bad. But like probably rejuvenates as much as he can and then, you know, moves on and you just sleep less. Like by the time you're 90, you sleep one hour a day. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Actually, it's funny because like the older folks be out on their porch or whatever and, my, and, they, and they'll just be asleep in their chair. <laughs> so it might be true. They only sleep an hour a night, but <laughs> during the day they're falling asleep like 40 different times for like an hour each time. No, I think the other thing that happens too, that as a therapist, people will come in and we get this a lot, you know, they've got these other mental health issues going on or these other problems that are happening in their life. And then at some point, some people are, are great at recognizing this upfront, but other people it actually takes quite a while before it'll come up and they'll say, yeah, I just haven't been sleeping well. And they'll say, I'll ask the question, do you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep or both? Because that will tell us a lot about what's going on. So for some people, if you have trouble falling asleep, it could be any number of things. You know, we talked about the sleep hygiene stuff. It could be you're going to bed, you know, much later or much earlier than you're used to, or you're just out of rhythm with that. It could be that uh, maybe your environment around you. I mean, that's part of the sleep hygiene thing is you need like, a you know, a quiet place. Um, it's okay to have like some white noise if you have that. But it needs to be dark also. So maybe you've got a lot of light that's coming in. It could be environmental like that. It could also be some people will just go through their day doing all kinds of things and then basically hop into bed and try to fall asleep. And their minds are still trying to decompress from the day or consolidate the events and try to understand and figure out like basically what's happened today. And so your mind can be keeping you up. It's not necessarily anxiety. It can be like a hygiene sort of a thing. You just need to give yourself more time to wind down. Maybe they're not reading or they're not doing something to, to wind themselves down. It could also be an anxiety thing where it's like your mind has been racing and you've been kind of avoiding it all day. And now is the time for it to, to come up. I often will describe this to people. It's um, People will feel like they, they can be mentally strong all day and then in the evening kind of feel like they're unraveling mentally or emotionally. And it's kind of like you've got a castle, you know, you're a castle and you've got these guards out with their rifles and they're looking for intruders all day long. They're sharp. But by the end of the day, they're yawning. They're like rubbing their eyes like, oh, I can't really see as far. My eyes are blurry and I'm like not checking the same spots anymore. Like they're just and, and it's easier for something, an intruder to get in. It's like that with your thoughts and your emotions in the evening. So sometimes people will talk about not being able to fall asleep because of those reasons. And, and obviously then, if you're not able to fall asleep, then what you mentioned, Nathan, about the whole going to sleep later, or I should say going to sleep at the same time, gets impacted because you're not falling asleep for another hour, two hours or whatever. And then you still got to get up at the same time. And so you're losing sleep. And that's affecting you the next day. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that we try to do as people, especially especially you, you um I want to say, I want to say high functioning, but what I mean by that is like over functioning, <laughs> you know, you're, you've got a, your life is a, you're a professional, you have a lot going on, you barely fit in this podcast, you know, on your way to work. And, um, right now there's been a bunch of changes in your job and you've got all these things to think about and, um, you just go and you lay in bed, you can't get much sleep, but it doesn't really matter. You've just got to push through. It's just going to be for a little while. And all that kind of thing. What we're suggesting is, you know, as, as Aaron was just saying, talking about, um, like, I don't know how, what the exact phrase you were 
that you used now, but I'm thinking about the wind down, like at the end of the day, you actually, if, if this, if that's you or some version of that to where you're kind of pushing through right now and your sleep night is extending and you're like, it doesn't really matter. It sucks, but you know, you can't really go to bed earlier and you have to get up at the same time. You, you do need to actually intentionally spend some time in the dark um, probably I would say maybe in your room, but in a chair, not in your bed. And the reason why I say that is because you want your body to associate your bed with, with actually falling asleep. And so that means that if you are in your chair next to your bed, um, and you kind of start to like drift because you've been thinking about whatever you needed to think about, like I, you know, you could call it a thinking chair or something, you know, um, then you move over to your bed and you're out that way. Uh, the same thing can happen with reading. The problem with reading, if you're stressed out, is that you your mind is going to be busy as soon as you close the book. It's it's so it's like if you're if you're not stressed, then that's okay. That's fine. Like do your reading like your normal habit, and then go to bed. And your eyes are like moving back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and that's kind of simulating REM sleep, right? Which which can help you to to wind down and eventually fall asleep. And I just want to interject too. I I remember right if you've got good sleep habits it should take you about 15 minutes to fall asleep it yep. shouldn't really take longer than that any longer than you've got a problem yeah the average person actually falls asleep in seven minutes which is interesting and people are like i don't do that well you probably do like you you probably do you're not going to remember exactly no i looked at the clock okay <laughs> right. Right. i was counting <laughs> right. 658 658 <laughs> Seven seven oh two. Nope, it's not happening. <laughs> right, <laughs> and you probably have done that late in bed and stayed up, you know, and watched the clock to some extent. But I'm just going to say this: usually, when that happens, you have drifted for a, for some period of time, ten or fifteen minutes, and your eyes pop back open. You're like, I knew it, but you don't. You've lost time because you're so freaking out of it. But I, I just want to tell you some some symptoms of sleep deprivation, kind of because I think our our culture in America, very different than Europe. Um, in Europe, they kind of brag about how much vacation they get. Um, we do not do that. We brag about how much we're working, which is kind of dumb. Yeah, and they even like take these siestas in the middle of the day. You know, it's like, oh, it's it's hot out and it's the middle of the day and we're tired and like, we're going to nap. It's like, I mean, and I think it's great because it's part of like taking care of your mental health. Sometimes, honestly, if I have a an opening in my schedule or a cancellation, and I've got a little, I'm feeling a little fatigued or whatever. I'll just lay down for like five, seven minutes or so and take a little recovery nap. And when I wake up, I'm like, wow, I feel a lot more refreshed. So yeah, a funny side story about this European thing is uh, I went to, was hiring somebody. This is like three years ago or maybe even four years ago. So this person calls me like, oh, I'm interested in the position or whatever. And I find out they speak a couple of different languages and they currently are living in Europe. I'm like, well, what's going on? Anyway, she tells me she's moving back here, you know, and to be with her grandkids and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, but aren't you said some of your grandkids are in Europe? She goes, yeah, but I'll just summer with them. And I'm like, well, uh, okay. So if you work for me, what does that mean? <laughs> right. Like, so yeah, how's this going to work here? You're going to summer with them. Oh, yeah. Well, like, because I know like they, they do summer totally different in Europe, right? Like no one works for the, all this period. I don't know how long it is. She goes, in the 12 weeks, you know, the, of summer, I'll just come here. I'm like, in Europe, I'm like, well, you, we don't do that. Like, there's no stopping. And she goes, 
oh, I guess this won't work. <laughs> like, that's yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> like, the, welcome to America. <laughs> yeah. So this this whole idea of kind of getting used to not sleeping. Uh, there are things that I want. I want you to kind of think about what's going on and how you feel, and maybe on average how much sleep that you're getting. Because if you're not getting about seven hours. Um, this kind of thing that I'm going to be sharing could be because of sleep deprivation, even though, oh, my friends still have whole, all this stuff. They can do it. I should be. Yeah. Well, we're not talking to your friends, are we? You're the one listening right now with a friend and other friends. We understand that. Anyway, sleep deprivation, slowed thinking. That's, that's a symptom. Reduced attention span. Worsened memory. Um, poor or risky decision-making, lack of energy, and mood changes, including feelings of stress, anxiety, or irritability, which is why as counselors at the ending one, we'll talk about this whole process of sleep because sometimes people are coming in and we're, we're working through this stuff and we're like thinking, okay, <laughs> I guess I need to ask you how much sleep you're getting because the reality is like your life seems kind of normal here. Yeah, we're doing like all this stuff and you're doing well with it, but you don't seem to be feeling any differently or things don't seem to be getting better in a, a certain sense. Yeah. And, and, uh, as a side note, you younger clinicians out there, you've got some depression or people acting a little bit wonky. Um, I, you're, you're going to need to ask about sleep in particular sleep apnea, which literally causes sleep depression, um, or not sleep depression, but depression, you know, cause they're not sleeping. It's also got a high suicide rate linked to sleep apnea. So, um, sleep is gigantic. Yeah, I can tell you uh, from my own life, and I've got some friends that um, as we're kind of checking in occasionally, it's like, oh, I'm not feeling well, or I'm just feeling more like unraveled or whatever. That question will usually come up like, well, how did you sleep last night? Or or how much sleep have you gotten the last couple of days, specifically last night? And I know for me specifically, if I haven't gotten very good sleep, particularly if I've slept pretty poorly, maybe I got a decent amount of sleep, but the quality was just not great. Maybe I woke up a lot or I had a lot on my mind. If that happens the next day, I feel more groggy. I feel more tired. And emotionally speaking, I, my mood is usually much more negative. I'm like, it's, I'll focus on negative things. It's harder for me to like recover or to be more resilient over little obstacles or whatever. It's like, even in the morning, like if I you know, catch my, the handle of my bag on a doorknob or whatever. I'm like, Oh, son of a, you know, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, why am I so upset? And like already in the morning, I'm like, Oh, it's because I am tired and I'm already feeling negative. I'm like annoyed at, at the whole sleep issue. And then everything else is like the cherry on top. And it's only like 8am. So all it's to say is like sleep can really affect your mood. The other piece of this that I guess, you know, we're trying to draw attention to is that there is this whole thing out there about like, it's, oh yeah, I, that's right. Yeah. I, I know I don't get enough sleep. It's fine. Like, you know, I can, cause it's like, it's so maybe easily fixable in our mind that we just need to change this little thing, but it's really not that big of a deal. It's actually not really affecting us at all. We're totally fine. And you're just, you're just not uh, being a jerk. It's kind of like my drinking, like, oh yeah, I drink this much, but I can stop anytime. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> right. Well, let me just tell you, um, little camper, because all the campers are here <laughs> all the time. Ongoing lack of sleep, hypertension, heart attacks, strokes, obesity, diabetes, depression and anxiety, 
Decreased brain function, that's a good one. Like to have a less of a brain than I already got. You know, memory loss, what were you saying? Okay. <laughs> and your immune system goes down and ladies, fertility. Your fertility goes down. That is also true for the guys, you know, as far as like what they contribute to the to the puzzle. But there's a lot of these things I think that people are struggling with and they're not even considering that sleep is the it is kind of the easiest thing you can change. It's the low hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like every day it happens. You have to. By the way, for those of you who don't know, you actually do have to sleep every day. Like <laughs> that is actually a thing. You know, it's funny as the military has been exploring this whole sleep thing big time. There's another podcast too out there. I can't remember the name of it. That uh, there's a big focus. Then almost the entire thing's on sleep. Um, so from their perspective, we're probably like, scratch, like just barely scratching the surface here. Yeah. And by the way, we're not sleep experts by any means, but we've learned a thing or two over our, you know, decades of, of clinical work here. So we can share what we know. Right. So, so we're just trying to impart the fact that um, all the studies that have gone, this is, this is one of those slam dunks. I mean, the military has proven that at about 14 days or 13 days of no sleep, you will actually go insane. Um, it's, it's literal insanity. And so there is an actual limit to what, to what goes on. You do have to manage it. Sleep hygiene is a thing. Yeah. And I'll say that reminds me really quickly before we close the episode here, there, there was a show I remember where, um, people had like, I think it was like coins or something that they, or dollars that they had to count and, but they were sleep deprived for like maybe, uh, 24 hours or so. And um, they had to then put the total like, here's how much I counted. And you had to be within a certain amount in order to win or whatever. But you could see that kind of the it's funny to watch people who are sleep deprived try to do something like focus and count or whatever. So if you want to see what that looks like being sleep deprived, go watch that show. It's pretty funny. Well, and the other thing is, Aaron, um, that that's what I think a lot of people think, which is why we wanted to do this, that that's when the problem is everybody. Oh, yeah, well, you don't do that. We're saying like, um, you got to aim for at least seven. That's kind of the magic number. Everybody says eight. I'm just giving you some slack. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 